Okay, the place that we're going to go next is into vocabulary development, and let me just remind you of, of where we've been. Uh, we just went through decoding and fluency first through third grade. We're now going to move into really, you can say, first to eighth grade vocabulary development, even though I had you write fourth in there before. Um, we really have to spend a little bit of time in, in first through uh, third grade again in order to learn about regular and irregular sight words. Now, we just got through discussing fluency, and we learned that fluency means being able to get through text quickly, accurately, and with good intonation, regardless of whether the words on the page have a lot of simple polysyllabic words, or words with phonics rules in them, or heavy-duty onsets and rhymes. Well, before we really get into upper elementary things, there's one more place that you and I need to spend some time, and that is on the role of sight words. So let me bump this up just a bit and point a couple of things out to you. You can't just have a child be considered fluent because they can decode decodable words. They also have to be able to recognize what we call regular sight words and irregular sight words. For regular sight words, we're going to put this at first grade. For irregular sight words, we're going to set that up to third grade. Now, regular sight words are words that occur frequently but might not follow the rules very carefully like the for example which could be pronounced to he or was or saw which could be pronounced sa-u and is easily confused by some children with uh, with was and let's throw another one up here there and here so these occur frequently it's easier just to memorize them they don't really follow uh, regular decoding patterns for your irregular sight words. These are words like through, let's say, and though, let's say. That O-U-G-H pattern is so much variability that it might be better to just teach it as a sight word, like something that the child is going to memorize. Well, I need to do two things with you. I need to go over the sight words and show you the place that they are taught. So let's go to our notes now, if we could. And let me just reduce the screen size just a bit, and we will go past foundations and reading. We already talked about that. We're going to go past decoding and fluency. We already talked about that. We are going to, to go by onsets and rhymes. We already discussed this. We'll go by phonics generalizations. We already talked about the phonics rules. And we just got done talking about simple polysyllabic words, and I introduced fluency to you regarding speed, intonation, and accuracy. Turn the page one more time now and let's look at vocabulary development in first through third grade. Ultimately it will end with eighth grade as you know, but the place that we're going to start our discussion is with sight words and eventually we will end with discussing context. You know that there are the existence of these regular and irregular sight words like the, was, saw, there, and some, and through, thorough, and throughout. And the way that these things are taught is through memorization. I can't stress that enough, that you do a lot of repetition and memorization. That's what we're going to do, spend our time on memorization. Now, I want you to understand how you instruct Area A in this initial entry into Area C. There's a definite method to the madness. And so let's consider a first grade classroom at 9 o'clock in the morning, if we could. So it's 9 a.m. in the first grade classroom. The first thing that we want to teach the children that day are these words. We want to teach them uh, rat, sat, mat, cat, for example. Well, the way that we're going to do this is with a simple making words activity. 
And when we do a making words activity, the way that we're going to do making words is obvious. We're going to pair common onsets like C and M and S, for example, with a common word fi family at. And we're going to do a lot of sounding out and a lot of application of cook at, cat, m, mm, at, etc. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Now next we're going to move to sight words. What that means is that we put away all of our making words cards because we're done with those and now we're going to work on sight word memorization. So let's do it through a sort. We're going to use a lot of repetition and memorization. Maybe these will all be on red cards and these will be our red card words for example so the child can know that we are not in decoding time anymore and we're going to, going to drill and kill these words. How will we sort them? We're going to sort them into two piles. We'll sort them into the words that they know, for example, and the words that are unknown or that they don't know. And we will drill and kill the words until they stick. Now it's only after we've done <clears throat> instruction on these decodable words and then done sight word memorization separately that we can work on fluency. So the first sentence that we can have the child read is this one. We have a sight word here, decodable, decodable, sight word, sight word, and decodable, meaning that you always teach one principle, always teach part to whole. Always go part to whole and be sure that you spell whole correctly. I think I ran off the screen a little bit there. I'm sorry for that. Uh, but you always teach part to whole. And in this case, the parts are twofold. One part are the decodable words. Another part are these sight words. You've got to drill and kill them first, and then you can put them into a hole. Another thing that you want to keep in mind is you want to pre-teach. So look at the second sentence. If you did not teach near, then you can't have the child read the sentence, because if we want the child to be fluent, it has to be done from part to whole. We have to pre-teach everything. And a third thing is you always have to consider the child's level. We'll discuss reading levels another time, not today, but consider the child's level. You always want to be teaching within their range of development, and there are some guidelines to follow that I'll go over with you when we start looking at the data. So now if I could have you just turn back a page, please, and let's take a look at fluency. Be sure now that you understand that a fluent third grader is one who has good speed, intonation, and good accuracy on all of the areas that we went over for this kindergarten through third grade foundations and decoding and fluency. What does it look like visually? Go back to the model or just look at the model next to you on, the, on your desk and take a look. What fluency really is then is the ability to get through any onsets and rhymes, phonics rules, or simple polysyllabic words and recognize regular sight words and irregular sight words. Keep in mind that fluency is conducted as the child is learning. So as they're learning simple onsets and simple sight words, you want to get them fluent on it. As they get into more phonics rules and more polysyllabic words and more irregular sight words, you're going to continue to develop fluency. But it's the totality of all of these things combined that makes for a fluent child. At least that's what the standards will have you believe and these reading programs would have you believe. Okay, well we're done with first through, or pardon me, kindergarten through third grade learning to read. The place that we need to go now is to fourth to eighth grade 
reading to learn, where a child's going to read independently and comprehend what they read because they are fluent. We need to go through more on vocabulary and on comprehension, and we will do that. See you back here in a minute.